The Roger the Wild Child Show is brought to you by our friends at Prism Design Company. Are you looking for a cool new logo for your business? Do you need some graphics for your new website or blog? Our friends at Prism Design are a premier graphics design company that can handle all your needs. You can find Prism Design Company on Facebook or contact them directly at 618-534-4291. All the great graphics on the Roger the Wild Child Show are brought to you by our friends at Prism Design Company. And now, the hottest new celebrity interview show in the universe. It's the Roger the Wild Child Show. Let's get this party started! Ready, set, go! On the air everywhere. It's the Roger the Wild Child Show! It's time for another exciting edition of the Roger the Wild Child Show with your host, Roger the Wild Child, along with musician, producer, and real estate investor, Darren Sheff, and former Playboy Playmate cover girl and centerfold, Deborah Driggs. Are you ready? Let's do this. Do this. Starts right now. It's the Roger the Wild Child Show! Hello, everyone. It is Roger the Wild Child Show, and we are here on a fabulous Sunday night. And what's up? How you doing, Deb? Oh, you're on mute. There we go. Yeah, this is what happens. You're constantly muting me. There's a reason for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's mute Driggsy. Yes, I'm doing course. great. Listen, I am 20, I am less than 24 hours away from having a birthday. <gasps> Somebody is going to be 84 tomorrow. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I know all my anti-aging secrets are working <laughs> and stay tuned. I might share them with you. Nice. I got to work on those myself. So yep. actually you're going to be what? 58? 58. Number one, anti-aging is gallons of water, man. 58 and feeling great, Mm -hmm. right? Awesome. Watching a lot of different things about anti-aging. And I must say, for me, there are three things that have, you know, really kept me going all these years. And that's water, really good sleep, and exercise. Everything you could buy all the products in the world, you can do all the Botox and all that. But if right. you don't have those three things consistently, mm-hmm. oh, and stay out of the sun. I know we got to get vitamin D, the but sun, yes. not on our face. <laughs> That's not why when you go outside, face. you always wear a hat. I do. I wear those big, ugly <laughs> hats that like cover everything. It's like. Seriously, I look. You got like probably these big sunglasses too, right? Yeah, like big sunglasses, big hat. You like look like Beetlejuice on vacation. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) How are you doing? We're like headed into this holiday season. Oh my gosh, I know it's going Christmas shopping and pulling my hair out. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to get these kids? And they give me these crazy Christmas wish lists, and I'm like, yep, that's exactly what they are. They're wish lists. Yes. So, I yeah. say we draw names and everybody has to create a gift. There you go. So we got you know? the holidays coming up. We got a great holiday show in two weeks. We have 15 
celebs coming on board. I know. I am so excited about this. I've actually got a couple texts from a few people that are going to be on the show. So, I mean, how exciting is this going to be? It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. I just um, love that we have just have these really strong relationships. And now all these people want to come back and and just celebrate the holidays with us. How cool it, is that? It's awesome. I just sent them an invite and say, hey, I, we're doing this holiday show. I like to give you 10 minutes of airtime, bring you back on, do your thing, maybe sing a Christmas song. Do you want to come back to the show with us? And they're like, yes. yes. And like 75% and, of the guests, because the other ones are either on vacation or out of town because of the holidays, they wouldn't be able to. But the response that I got for this show, it was a crazy idea. And it's like, going to be great. So I'm like so excited about this show on December 26th. Three hour show of our past guests Three coming back Three hour show. That means I cannot be drinking this. No, you're going to have a cooler <laughs> right next to you, Deborah. <laughs> I'm going to be like, excuse me, I have to go to the ladies room. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, this, no, it's going to be so fun. And you know, what's really cool is like, this is a really good time because it's the season of giving yes. that I hope, I hope that some of our guests come on and talk about some of the charities that they give to, you know, that especially, would be great. especially yes. during this season of giving. Exactly. Yeah. So let's head I up. Love the, my hair's uh, doing here. I don't know. Let's go. Let's go to the chat room. Um, we've got Gina Capone here saying, "Let's go." Ah, she must be related to John, our we'll, guest. We'll Hi, find Gina. out. Will we? Oh, that's also, exciting. Michael Mahone, Mike the Can Man is here. Don Swartz. Don Good evening, Schwartz. Wild Child family. We got Cynthia Renee. Good Sunday evening. Hi, and, Cynthia. Uh, Teresa Sabin says, "Happy birthday!" Thank you. I'm. I. We're, the countdown's beginning. I mean, we're talking six hours, and I'm going to be an old lady. And Dylan, Dylan, that's my daughter. <laughs> Dylan. Dylan, you know Dylan. what? This is so cool because she's very good friends with John and Giovanna. So good for her to come and support. Yes, we love that. We all have. We all have this thing in common we all attended the joanne uh dw brown acting studio all of us and okay. so we all have that in common so we'll talk about that when john and giovanna come on but yeah giovanna and uh, uh bailey and john they were all in acting class together mm -hmm. and uh maybe we'll have bailey pop in bailey you should pop in say hi right yeah she should send her the link and maybe she can come on camera with us Okay, I'm going to send right. it to yeah. her. Yeah, go I'm, ahead and send her the Dylan, link. Dylan, I'm sending you the link. <laughs> In the Is meantime, it, yeah. while you're doing that, let's get our weatherman online. Hey, but guess what? What? Only if he talks about the devastation that's going on in Kentucky. We need to mention that. And, oh my gosh, he left. And Darren! now he's here. Darren! He made and now it. he's frozen. He, but he's, he's frozen. frozen. That's okay. We'll talk we for you. You just sit there and look pretty. Right? We'll talk for you. So it must have been the crazy weather that they got that's probably thrown his internet off right now. That's probably what it is. Yeah. No, my internet's cranking right now. That's what's weird. Hi, you guys. Sorry about that. 
Oh, there yeah, you are. Let me see if, there you are. Let's see if I have, have anything <laughs> on my teeth left over from dinner. Ah. <laughs> so how was your Christmas <laughs> party for your work? It was great because what we did, we've never done this before. So we are taking, right after Christmas, we're taking like a week off. And we've never done mm-hmm. that. We never shut our store down. So it was great because we had our employees there and we kind of set them up. We're like, yeah, all for the last two weeks I've been going, I have a big surprise for you guys. And of course they need the money, you know, so taking a week off for a lot of these guys isn't a great thing. So yeah. it was cool because we were like, Hey, you know, we had a big surprise for you guys. We're taking this week off in a couple of months, all right, but we're paying you for the week off. And they flipped and it was so funny. We had Buka de Beppa. You ever been mm-hmm. to that place? Oh, yeah, of course. No. Nope. I grew up And with so that. there's all these other Booker people in there, and they start clapping. Like, everybody <laughs> in there is, like, clapping and going crazy. And, and they, the people that aren't even part of our party, they were just all going nuts because they heard. Wow, okay. I think they, <laughs> so, I, if I'm not well, mistaken, cool. I totally think the awesome. guy that owns the they hard rock. And made everybody happy. And I'm looking forward to taking, uh, you know, like a week off myself. So that's what, what happened think- there. Nolansville Feed Mill. I told all those people in there. I said, hey. I said, you're clapping, but I go, you need to come into the Nolansville Feed Mill in Nolansville, Tennessee. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Darren? Darren, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay. I, I can't. Buka Buka Peppa. Cut. Oh, Buka de Peppa, I think, is owned now by the guy who owns the Hard Rock Cafes. I'm almost positive. I think he bought all the Buga de Peppas. Mm. We're going to have to oh, confirm wow. that. No but idea. yeah, because I think he bought, or he may have just bought the one here in California. But yeah. I think you're right. Because you're somebody that always little, has facts. And I noticed that about little you. little piece of so. trivia. Yes. I always, I like trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a fact I like a little person. trivia. Now, let me ask you this, Darren, because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not really good with, with maps. How close are you to Kentucky? Because uh, Tennessee was mentioned on Twitter regarding this devastation that's going on with a tornado in Kentucky. How close are you to it? I am l- just about an hour away from um Bowling Green, Kentucky. And one of my employees, which is actually Keith Howland's daughters, but from Chicago, both of them were with me tonight. And one of them was up there and she was just telling me the story that they were like a mile away from in their dorms in Bowling Green. They're one Ah. mile away from, you know, um, where the, I mean, it's like anything we're we're used to California earthquakes. It's weird how like one side of the block can get rippled and the other side standing there. Right. Yeah. Tornadoes are the same way. Yeah. It's really sad to see what's going on. I just take, you know, I've been taking peeks on Twitter and, and wow, so sad. And I love, you know, sorry, I'm going to get a little political, but I love how we're, we're blaming Donald Trump for the tornado in Kentucky. Oh, why? Really? How did that, how did really? that come about? I, yeah, that's, he that's, just gets blamed for everything. That's hysterical. What's the reason? I'd love to know. That sounds oh, hysterical. Cause, right? Because Kentucky doesn't believe in climate change. So, you know, oh. that's why oh. we have a tornado. Oh, man. Yeah, it gets a little, it gets a little nutty. Oh man, just a tad, just a tad. You know what's so sad? I I think most people want, you know, nice environments and sustainable things and clean water. I do, you know, and it's like it's silly to try and pretend like this side doesn't and that side does. It's like, oh please. 
Hey, Don. But I'll tell you what, man. If you, that's right, Don Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is from that area, and he said his family is safe. So that's good to hear. Good. Yes. Good. Good. Well, we're thinking about you, and you know that's where the Kentucky Derby is. That's right. Coming up here in a few months. So that should be happening. Well, let's talk about the weather in Kentucky and let's get our master weatherman, Frankie. Frankie, the weatherman. Frankie, the weatherman. Who? Frankie. Who? Frankie. Ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you straight from Sydney, Nova Scotia. Frankie's in the house. I'm doing Hi, so fun. It's I'm the windy doing... Sydney, Nova Scotia. I found a non-windy spot because the winds are pretty moderate right now. It's a high wind to my area. After the storm that hit Montreal yesterday, knocked off power Montreal, West Island, home to base guy show. It's really bad. It just hit Michael Mahone, a.k.a. Mike Duquesne's hometown. I'd like to introduce to a new guy, Michael Mahone, a.k.a. Mike Duquesne. He's a nice guy. He does, he does Facebook ratings once a week, and I'm on his Facebook ratings. And a Toronto had really strong winds yesterday. And there's a lot of rain heading. There's an Albert Clipper headed for Nova Scotia, Newfoundland on Tuesday. Storms go rapidly, just intensify off the coast of Newfoundland. Tornado flatten the area across Kentucky and all the way down the southern states. Amazon warehouse is totaled. In Vancouver, British Columbia is getting a lot of rain. Los Angeles is getting a lot of rain on Tuesday, Tuesday. December 14, 2021. So you but said Amazon. Day, you know what, Frankie? The day after my birthday. So that's good. Of course. Of course. And you said the Amazon building got destroyed? Yeah. The Amazon building got destroyed somewhere in the States from the tornado. They had large Yeah. And places in Vancouver, British Columbia had a lot of rain. Los Angeles getting a lot of rain on Tuesday. North Island, New Zealand's getting a lot of rain early this week. It's going to bring thunderstorms with high winds, heavy rain in Auckland, Wellington, Gisborne, Hamilton, New Plymouth, and all these places. In New Hawks Bay, Napier, New Zealand, all these places, Nelson, New Zealand, Graysmoke, New Zealand, and all these places, it's going to bring lots of thunderstorms in southeastern Australia with large hail and heavy downpours and things like that. It's going to bring a lot of wind up Norway, Finland, Sweden, a lot of snow in the mountains, a lot of rain in coastal areas in Norway. As of right now, England is getting windy. There's a really strong high-pressure system later on in the week, and there's a lot of thunderstorms going on in Brazil. Venezuela and all these places in Peru and Ecuador. There's so much thunderstorms going on right now. It's really dry northern Chile and the desert. And the place in South Africa is getting hotter now. Uganda, Congo, and all these places. It's raining all the time. And right now, and I got news for you. I'm doing great in these days. I just sent you the two, prof- two high-resolution photos of me. I got huge news for you. Professional photographer John Rashford's taking pictures of me on Tuesday, December 14, 2020. One on Dominion Street ball field, the Dominion That's Street awesome. soccer field. Oh, you're going to be a model. Yes. Yeah. You're going to have a modeling career. Is that hey, what you're do this. Can you this pose space. for us? Yeah, Is give us some modeling yeah. poses. Yeah, show me what you're going to do. Show us what kind of. Thank you, Richard. On Tuesday, December 14, 2021, at 2.30 p.m. time. That's 11.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. John Rashford is a professional photographer in Sydney, Nova Scotia. That's in Cape Okay. Okay. 
Okay, well, great. Yes, so, well, like it, I'm going to do my best modeling pose first. I'm going to head this off, and then you're going to go next, Frankie. Ready? Okay, your turn. Make it. Let's see your modeling pose, Frankie. Make it, you know. Charlotte Street in Sydney, Nova Scotia. <laughs> Shine me. <laughs> oh, there's a modeling pose right there. All right. I'm showing you guys Charlotte Street in Sydney, Nova Scotia right now. Nice. He, look at his face. Look at there's a modeling pose right there. That's right. Roger, let's see your modeling pose, please. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he's got the guns going. Oh, I like to introduce to Michael P. Mahomes, aka Mike the KMA. He does Facebook ratings once a week. He does every week. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, how you doing? Thanks for uh, checking on the show and watching us tonight. Right on, Mike. Driggy, what's your modeling pose look like? Oh, hold on. Let's see this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here oh, we boy. go. Ready? Dude. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Nice. See that right there, Frankie? You've got to do that right there. Can you get your hands but up? But the problem like is did? her clothes are on. So I've got That's a few. Fine. I've got a few poses. Oh. Frankie. <laughs> hey, I'm wearing sweats. That's nice. Don't be fooled. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Hey, guess what, Frankie? You and I have something in common because I have a professional photo shoot on December 16th at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Wow. And and what about the professional photographer John Rashford? He's from Sydney, Nova Scotia, Canada. Is uh, he's coming down to Dominion Street? soccer field to take pictures and be at 2 30 p.m atlantic standard time on tuesday december 14th That's i love it 10 30 a.m pacific standard time well i'll be love there it. yes well, you're gonna have so much fun and i can't wait to see what how this turns out yes me too hey deborah i'd like to introduce to another guy named michael p Mahomes, aka mike the Cayman. he does facebook rankings once a week okay introduce right me. on I want to be introduced. Of course. Yes. All right, Frankie. Thank you for joining us. Wrap it up, buddy. Best of luck to you. I'm Frankie Down. You're listening to Roger the Wild Child Show. Frankie. Frankie. Oh, there you go. From the Great White North, it's Frankie McDonald with the weather how he is so fun i just love him me too i just don't know why every time he's so excited though he's doing a professional photo shoot i think that is just amazing and i I can't wait to see the pictures me too too. hey jinx you but you know what hey double jinx hey triple triple, double you're on probation (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what I don't understand about me, though, is I don't know why I think that one of these times I'm going to get a word in edgewise and say something funny in between that guy's shit. I mean, I just it ain't going to ever happen. Hi, Mike. Mike 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 Wagner show. Thank you for watching. Ladies and gentlemen, let's say it. Mike Wagner. Mike Mike Wagner. Here he is again, everybody. (laughs) 
I like how the other podcasters come and watch our show, and I love watching checking out the other podcasters. Well, look show. at it's Mike like, Wagner. I mean, come on, look at this guy. How cool this dude looks. You I mean, guys, I have like... to tell you, I am booked through March on podcasts. That's amazing. Right yeah. All of a sudden, it's like boom. I'm getting booked left and right. So I got awesome. I got a busy January, February, March. I got busy a busy schedule. Right Happy from the holidays, shoe shine boxing. Happy holidays. That's Sheesh. Dave from the four hundred eight. So right. thanks well, for checking go. in, Dave. Four hundred eight. What's four hundred eight? Uh, Dave from 408, he hosts the Shine Boxing Show. That's another great podcast. Like I said, all these podcasters want to check out our show. And, you know, they got amazing shows, I want to figure too. out how to get all the rankings like us. I mean, you know, can't blame them. <laughs> Maybe right. Shit. Well, they just want to get on the 75 best podcast list. Oh. 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 I think oh. Mike is on it, actually, uh, to be he? honest with you. Yeah, I think he is on that list. Mike. Well, we're moving up. We're moving up. What spot are we in right now? 54? The fact that we're on it is incredible, really. I know, but we're moving up. Because isn't Joe Rogan like number one or something like that? Or Candace Owens or yeah. something? That's like until this. next year when we move into the number one slot. So. I'm just saying yeah. we're in the same lineup as some of these big guys, right? Yes, we I are. Because, I mean, yep. you know, it's not like, well, you're on there with, you know, somebody you never heard of. I mean, good Lord, we're on there with like some pretty incredible people. Deborah, yeah. is Dylan going to join us? Dylan, are you going to join? I sent her the link. Okay, perfect. So we have some great guests today. And... They're not only are they great, they're, they're I love them. I, I, you know, I'm really excited about the new movie Neon Bleed coming out. And in fact, Deborah, you're in that movie. How lucky am I? <laughs> what? Yes. And you know, you know, what's so, so cool about that is, you know, I, you know, they were just like, Hey, do you want to do this part? And I thought, you know, how lucky am I that there's still interest for this old lady. So, yeah, I was super excited to do it. You rock that big screen, Deborah. I try hard, you know. And so, yeah, I'm super excited. I think these two are extremely talented. I am super fortunate that I got to work with them. And, and you know, I didn't know what I was getting into, really. When they asked me to, to do the part, I had no idea what I was getting into and right. what, it, what it was going to be like. And, and I can just tell you from the minute I showed up to the set, just how professional. What, and, and John happens to be a very, very good director. So he's got a very nice career ahead of him. And and Giovanna, I got to see just a little bit of her acting. And, and you know, she is also somebody with a with a career ahead. So it's this is exciting because, yeah. you know, when you I like to get people before they've hit stardom to, so that we can go, well, we had them on, you know, when. Right. And that's that's what's going to be super cool about the show. You so need to without, let me know when the red carpet event is because absolutely. I want to come. I'm, I want to come to this red carpet event. Absolutely, I got to support you, Deb. Yeah, I would love that, and I would love just to support them. So absolutely, without, of course, without absolutely. further ado, I really want to. I really want to dive into their careers. So wow. there they are. <laughs> Hi. Hi guys. Wow. Hello. Hi guys. 
Hey. Oh, Jax is here too. John and Giovanna. And Jax. 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 Forget Jax. Jax refuses to um, not be on screen. So. Does he have a little Christmas sweater on? Or he did. This he is does, actually just yeah. his red one. He has a more Christmassy sweater than oh, this one. So. Let's see. Hold him up just a little bit more to see that sweater. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a little, that. oh, that's a little coat. Yeah. He's that very. It's a little hoodie. He's got a hood. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get so, started, do you guys have a really cool craft services thing? I'm just that's what I'm interested in is <laughs> craft services. services. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that's I, you know. I, I can uh attest that crafty and food is one of the bigger budget items <laughs> on the, uh, the top line budget, you know? Right. You the know, at least like, uh, yeah. Those little Welch's packet with the little gummies in them. Those are lovely. Oh, those are so good. <laughs> oh you know, so the a happy, hardworking crew is a well-fed crew, so that's, that's you know, it. That's yeah, that's where it happens. Make yeah. them go to sleep. You're doing a sleeping scene soon. We're going to be getting a bunch of carbs. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job. Well, I'm really tired here. I'm not even acting. Anyway, you know, you got sorry. that little picture in the background there. You got is that is that the sign of your uh, production company? Yeah, yeah, it's our production company. Our production banner, La Familia Pictures. So. If you can't tell by the names, we're of Italian descent, <laughs> and uh, La Familia means the family, and that's the how family. we view. Yeah, that's yes. how we view every production we want to do. We want to establish that trust with collaborators. So that nice. was the, nice. the thinking behind the name. Yeah. Perfecto, grazie, Emilia, grazie. That's right, grazie. Yeah. When we, when we animate it, we're going to take uh, John's grandma and just. With a little hand talking like this, you know, it's going to be like this. So let me ask you this. What got you started into uh, being a film producer, writer, director, and all that jazz? I mean, you know, when I was, when I was young, I think I was like five or six years old and I was uh, in the backyard making home movies. Like Mm -hmm. everyone else that I think gets started in in loving movies. The big Mm -hmm. benefit for me is I grew up around a lot of my cousins and we were all around kind of the same age. So it was really easy for me. And actually, we, we lived next to each other as well, like right down the street. They so, all live on one street. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually, before La Familia, I had my first production company when I was like five years old, six years old, called Kids Studios. So oh, really? That, that, was, that was the beginning of it for me, way before film school and, uh, and developing the, the whole career. But yeah, so it was, you know. You know, when I was a kid, when I was like five, six, seven years old, I was like my I was creating like cash registers in my room and it had all these items and stuff. And people would go to the store and you become a business person. And that's what I grew up in being. So like I'm like doing business stuff now. And, you know, so if you set your dreams up front, you're going to be successful. That's, you know, you know, if you know what you want in the beginning and you work hard to it, that is what you're going to end up being. Well, and I think, too, also, you know, nowadays, you know, how tough an industry and a career can be. It it has its ups and downs, as I'm sure you guys can attest to. And it's like going back to that young, you know, state of mind, that memory Mm -hmm. of like when you were doing it, when there was, you know, no money in it, the passion of it that that started that ignited your interest in that field. I think it's Mm -hmm. like it's it's crucial to have access to that, you know, even later in life. So. Your sister Gina on Facebook is watching and she said that um, you film <laughs> movies of them every day, literally. Yeah. 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 They didn't have much of a choice. I, I was out there with a camera and I was grabbing them by the, by the shirt collar. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> What's up Gina. Thanks for tuning in. But you were nice to them, right? 
Right. Oh, absolutely. Because I've got Gina here as a witness. She's going to tell me the truth. Oh, yeah. Oh, she will. Absolutely. She'll she'll comment it right on the the live stream. Yeah. Gina's not shy. So when you were really young, you know, starting out, like being inspired and stuff, like when you were probably like four or five years old, were you like recreating like Scarface in your backyard at four or five years old, like doing really crazy stuff like that and blow and like killing people and stuff like that? (laughs) I'm just imagining that at that age. I'm just just kidding. (laughs) But Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay. That makes more sense. Batman. I'm just kidding, everybody. Don't get all excited. That is so funny that you mentioned Michael Keaton because I was watching this this documentary today and and he is probably the one actor that has been really overlooked in the in the industry there are so many films that he's done where he really should have been nominated and or won the academy award for his work on birdman i mean my god it was just so phenomenal and i was thinking you know he really is one of those actors that's so underrated and like you know has been overlooked but anyway, back to you guys. So so a lot of people don't know this. I, I kind of know this, and you can tell us the story. You sure. left Buffalo and came to Los Angeles. When you came to Los Angeles, were there any opportunities, or did you pack up your car? Do you have that story where you packed up your car, and you lived in your car, and you came to L.A. with a dream? I, yeah, I think Giovanna has more of that story than than I do, so I'll, I'll let her <laughs> set it up here. Yes, yeah, well. While John was with his family uh, making home movies, I I lived about a mile from my family, which I thought was close until I met John. And then I was like, oh, no, they're next door neighbors. <laughs> so we had a lot of space in my family, a mile apart. But we uh, we were all dancers. So all of my female cousins would we dance at the same dance studio, competition dance. And I went to have like a full on professional dance career. So. I did some touring. I was at a show. And then eventually I came out to L.A. Because someone suggested I go to Baron Brown, and so that's yep. when I finally moved, and I and I did. I just packed up and and went. Yeah. And 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 with with what in your pocket? Like what? I mean, it, that is such a scare. Like when I think about it, see, I grew up in L.A. and my career started before I ended up at Baron Brown. So my career had already started. I had already been modeling. I had already had a little success. And then, but I read stories about people that literally risk everything and they drive Hillary Swank, Demi Moore, some of these famous actors that I read their biographies and they literally lived right out of their car to pursue this dream of being, you know, and I just always wonder like what, what that, that, that's a huge drive. Yeah. I think it's, um. For me, because I did it in increments, right? So I started in Buffalo. I went to Ohio State, the Ohio State, go Buckeyes, um, which is which is pretty much still East Coast, like Midwest, East Coast. I didn't get mm-hmm. very far, right? I went for dance. Then I went to Las Vegas. So I was going back and forth between LA and Las Vegas, but that's a huge move even from the Midwest. What did you do in Vegas? Because I'm from Vegas. Oh, you were? I oh, was, yeah. So I was in a, a Michael Jackson show at the Stratosphere. Well, it was at the Rio, and then it moved to Stratosphere. Michael Jackson Live. Yes. Yes, I was in that show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I remember that. I remember this. Oh, Bales. Yeah, yep. And so Dylan yes. Bailey is commenting. Dylan is watching the show, just so you know. That's Deborah's daughter. Yes. For everybody so out there. They know, so actually, they know her. 
I have no, a I'm funny... talking about the audience. The audience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I have a funny story about, about Bales too, because we uh so when I finally left Vegas, because I was never meant to stay there. I never wanted mm-hmm. to be there. Um I wanted to be in LA, but I would just get gigs there. So I stayed and you know, it's much less expensive to live and it feels like okay, I'm doing it, I'm living the dream. And then I wanted more. So it's like uh what you were saying, Deb, about that risk of just like putting everything in your car and going. I think the risk of like not doing that and just always wondering what if was worse than jumping in the car. Mm. So I was like, whatever. So I've done it a couple times and then it becomes a thrill. Like, cause I'm an adrenaline person. So oh yeah, <laughs> now I like it too much. And so <laughs> Dylan here was like, we had, you know, so once I met her in acting, <laughs> I won't tell that part of that story. The cake no, story. I knew there was something to do. Oh, no, you have to tell it. needs to get on here. Yeah, oh, you have God. to tell it. Is Bill going to come on, Deborah? She has that, to come that on. Means, yeah, yeah, get her on here. Don't, don't you dare I'll tell it. That the means link. tell it. She's like, tell <laughs> yeah, it. Well, so when I finally became, you know, I went to at the Baron Brown Studios and I became friends with Bales almost right away. And eventually she's like, we got to go get your crap from Vegas. Like it was in a storage container. Like <laughs> when I first moved from the East coast, I had just a car full, but then I lived in Vegas for a few years. I accumulated stuff. So when I went to leave, I just threw it all in a storage locker. And so she was like, we have to go get your stuff. We have to go back. And that debaucherous trip is the one she's referencing right now. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's more to it that's not yeah, long winded. We're going to get Dylan success. to come on and tell the story. Yeah, I think Bailey yes. should tell it. We need the first hand account. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very Dylan, stressful Dylan trip, and but very amusing. So here's a little trivia for you guys. So when I did Baron <laughs> Brown, I did it in 89, 90, 91. And I met my husband in acting class. <laughs> I like that. And we were married for 14 years and had three children and obviously were divorced and it didn't work out. These two met in acting class. So when Giovanna told me she was dating somebody, I said, oh, God, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Bailey. Not a, a five-star review for my experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bailey had a funny moment where uh, DW, our, our teacher and co-owner of the studio, was talking about how he put together, or was it Joanne? I don't know, but he put together you and your husband. And Bailey goes, yes, I am here because of this studio. I am literally Meisner made. <laughs> I'm from she this. Is. It's so, so. true. Yep. Yeah, but it was it was crazy because so I'm from Rochester, which is an hour east mm-hmm. of Buffalo where she's yeah. from. And we hadn't met until acting class. I was, you know, in the row in front of her and, you know, not even for the first like six or seven weeks of the class, I heard her say Buffalo one day and I turn, I'm like, Are you, you're from Buffalo? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm from Rochester. How did we not put this together beforehand? Uh, but, Same level of aggression, like should have tipped. Yeah, yeah. It's that personality, <laughs> that East Coast, Western New Yorkers specifically. Well, and it's funny because Mitch and I are both LA native. He grew up in Van Nuys. Okay. Yeah, and I yeah. grew up, you know, in the South Bay area. So, we, you know, it's it, that's unusual, too, to meet yeah. somebody oh, that sure. you're yeah. both natives of California. And right. so that was yeah. actually unusual as well. Yeah. Well, and the reason I didn't really talk to John for like those few weeks, he was sitting in front because because Bailey and I were sitting in the back row where the cool kids were. Yeah, you you guys were, like, of course. Well, I don't know about cool <laughs> kids. You guys were like back of the bus. Oh, we yes, back of the, we were <laughs> literally. I think right everyone of was 
shocked by they're like who are these people because we just sit there like the peanut gallery throwing out comments the whole time <laughs> yeah. yeah and i was in the front row like very focused taking notes yeah. and yeah. we had a lot yeah, of see, you guys are lucky you didn't have joanne i had joanne <laughs> for first year oh man <laughs> Yeah. And I cried My every day. <laughs> I cried every day. There was not a day that I didn't leave there just like, I can't do this. I, she's, I love when she, she was, makes you cry, though. Oh, she's tough. <laughs> but I'm sure her. she she oh. formed, but she formed, you know, your your tough skin for that is so she necessary, did. right, in the industry. Yeah. She really, I, I say this all the time, even in business or in any type of relationship, she really gave me groundwork. Right. For not just acting, but just for a lot of different situations, for business, yeah. for everything. So, yeah, I'm, I always have very high regards toward that right. experience. I love her. I mean, I remember the time that she made me cry specifically because I only did master classes with her once we were there. Right. She wasn't yeah. teaching the, the years anymore. Yeah. And our I, class, our class was the last class she taught. Class. Mm. But she's, you know, she made me cry the one time and, and then you know, she's different now. So she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I made you cry. Like she apologized in front of everyone. I was like, why? That was the best I've ever acted. Like make me cry every day. Bring it on. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not, you know, my, my dance training has, has like opened me up to like, sometimes you need the tough love. I like the tough. Love, oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I grew I, up, I, you know, I grew up ice skating, so I get same. that tough yeah. love, you know, there was no trophies handed out for, fourth, fifth, and sixth. It was tough love. So let's talk about Neon Bleed. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about I, that. I have a very, I have a, a, you know, there are no such thing as small roles, but I have a, a, a small part in this movie. And so I know the script. I know what the movie's about, but let's, I'd love for you to tell our audience yeah. What inspired you to write the movie and, and, and why, sure. and then what, what are the plans for it? Yeah. So I, I pitch it as um, a, a backstage expose of the music industry. So like a star is born type of film where we're very much with these characters who are navigating the music industry um, combined with a Coen brothers crime drama, like a slow burn suspenseful crime drama. Um, and it has a lot of themes about family. It follows a young pop star uh, who at the beginning of the film is spiraling out of control on his way to burnout. And he's really out of touch with his artistic voice and not making the music that he wants to make. So it's all about, you know, and that's actually uh, the pop star there on the right. Um, and his older brother there on the left, uh, he comes into the film. I'm not going to explain how uh, you'll have to find out when you watch the movie, uh, but they reconnect. It's his estranged brother. And he's, he's sort of through conversations with his brother, um, figures out, you know, he wants to make real music again, not just, you know, sort of like contrived music industry, uh, music by committee, right? Um, and so his brother affords him this opportunity to, to write a song together and uh, sort of reintroduce him to, what, you know, what, what he loves about being an, the incredible artist that he is. So, um, yeah, I, I think to your question about what inspired me to write it, um, this was kind of around COVID and the pandemic or, or right before uh, I think I got the idea and Justin Bieber had just released his documentary series on uh, YouTube at the time. And no one had seen him for like almost three years. Um, he was, I think in 2017 canceled his tour because he, 
he was, you know, breaking down. He had, he had a mental breakdown. And, um, and so his YouTube series, when he reemerged, he went through that, you know, he spoke from the heart about what that experience was like and um, how he was struggling with sub- substances. And I, I think I was attracted to it because, you know, someone like Justin Bieber, I mean, if you go on Instagram, he has, I think like 250 million followers. Like, And you see top. a lot of that in the industry too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so it's someone who's, you know, literally the most influential personality, let's just say personality, like music entertainment personality in the world. And we look to people like Justin Bieber, you know, to kind of shape and guide our culture. And I just immediately asked the question, you know, like, how does someone deal with the responsibility of that? Like, clearly, on a conscious or unconscious level, it was taking a toll on him. And, you know, he was losing himself, you know, period. And, uh, and there's Giovanna. Hey, that's she's me. Got a role in this. <laughs> <laughs> she yes. plays a very, uh, very cool character in the piece that is sort of essential for the pop star kind of navigating the world and, and, you know, reconnecting with his brother. Um, and but, shout out to our lead real quick, which was in the last two, yeah. two pictures, John Paul Kakis, very talented person, oh, yeah. easiest to work with. Like I have never laughed so hard in my life and I'm, very happy that we got to know. You're talking about the guy with the curly bob. Yes. Yep, yep. He, <laughs> he's he's going to be like the he next. He plays Brad my Pitt. son. I'm he his mother. Oh, yes. really? he's his, mom. his mother. Yeah. And so getting around to Deb's role. Oh so gosh. Deb plays the pop star's mother, who there's a lot of backstory for the character, but very important role, very important presence in the in the pop star's life. Who we learn sort of in drips and drabs throughout the film. Um, you know, being like a source of like what connects him to his voice and his artistic voice. So yeah, Deb, thank you so much for, uh, for taking our call and being in our movie. I know. I still remember the moment that I, cause I think I texted her for something. Like, Would you want to do this? And she's kidding? like, FBS. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's my girl. She's always down. I love it. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Yes. Yes. Energy right there. Yeah. It yeah. was like a really good feeling that you wanted to do it and, and you look beautiful in it. And she's yeah. obviously like, she's like, I have, there's no small roles, but I have a small role. But it once you see the film, you realize like it is the role that the whole film, like John was saying, kind of spins around is her character. Right, right, right. So, awesome. yeah, very important. It was a true honor. Let me tell you, you know, it's this is a business, and I and I started in this business as a very young girl. And I can just tell you that it is a business that now I I completely do not take for granted anything like it's just because you know to have those creative juices and be able to work is a gift right and when I was young and I was booking things and I was just working and I just I didn't have that maturity and that gratitude that I have today and being on any type of set for me today is just all about gratitude so absolutely and I I think actually for me and I, I know Giovanna can speak to this as well is Baron Brown humbled you so quickly in terms of really going into the film industry, the entertainment industry for the right reasons. You know, there was, there's no celebrity, there's no vanity, there's no hamminess about getting up in front of a class of 20 students and just repeating that, that essential Meisner work of the repetition of, I like your shirt. You like my shirt. I like your (laughs) shirt. And you you just quickly just, it, it brings you down to, Oh yeah, this isn't about, you know, walking in the door and saying, you know, the, the zinger line. Right. And like, Oh, what a, what a performance. No, it's, it's about 
getting underneath, you know, the, the, the script really getting into the subtext and conveying well, and even know, whatever the right further than that. Like, I mean, it was very instilled just that the glamor I think of it all can get very distracting to people like, Oh, you know, let me post this picture or let me, um, you know, they're picturing like the result and not the work being done. And so I think you really have to know that you like doing the work because it's not glamorous. Like when, when <laughs> Deb did show up to set, the the place that she got to shoot was one of our like craziest locations. We were like in Topanga Canyon, no cell reception, like everything was dirt roads and like we were intense and there was porta potties. Like it was not it's not a cute situation. <laughs> yeah. So like if you don't love doing that part of it, I think you're going to be disappointed. You it's know? not all yeah. it's not all gla- uh, lights and glamour um, right. tra- producing these uh, movies and you know and I'm sure you guys are definitely I mean just you know in the you know just movies in general I mean you're you're in crazy situations yeah, um, oh, yeah. and you're like <laughs> trying to make a make a little set look like it's a big like yeah. you know. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's so many moving parts too. Like, right? In this film. Yeah. It's, a, it's a film about the music industry, a pop star. So, you know, our, our bigger set pieces were, you know, a live performance. And we had obviously like 40 crew and then, you know, 15 to 20 extras all running around with equipment and lights and amps and instruments mm-hmm. and just the controlled. I mean, at times it didn't seem controlled at all. The chaos of it, yeah, you know, and then trying to like do the very structured thing of making a film where you've got your setups and you got to hit your shots, and yeah. you know, people need to you know collaborate. And uh, yeah, it was a huge. I mean, the production part of it was a huge experience. And you know, this is an independent film that we started. You know, bootstraps the whole thing. You know, we went out and yeah. raised pri- private finance. So. I mean, we learned. Where is it so going to be seen at? Is it going to be streaming anywhere? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. are you going to be doing any of the um, indie film conventions or conferences? Yeah. So, so far, um, we actually only, so the deadlines, you know, are rolling. So they're all year long. Right. So we've only applied to our first one and we actually got in, which is the Idlewild Film Festival, <laughs> which is very close to us out here in the desert. Um, it is an international film festival. Um, and we had gone a few years ago and we loved going. It's cause it's in this quaint little mountain town. And so we're like, how cool would it be if we got to go back and see our film? So first one applied to got into that one. We're hoping for more, like we'd love to go mm-hmm. overseas. We did a short yeah. film a few years back and we actually went to Berlin, um, cause it was in that festival, but, but I believe that John has plans to do a little premiere too, like a friends and family. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah so we'll submit. So we've submitted to a couple of film festivals. We've heard back from one and, I think February is when the next deadlines start to hit. So the film and we're still in post. So they, they allow you to submit a work in progress cut. Okay. Um, and then when you finish the film, you'll just, you know, send that cut along. So yeah, February is when the applications really start to open up and yeah, through the, I mean, for me, my timeline is if we could do the festival circuit through 2022 and then by fall of 2022 to have, you know, some sort of distribution or sales agent, you know, situation lined up. And I mean, there's, there's a few different ways we can go about that, you know, based on our, our network of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it'd be great to make the biggest sale ever. Right. And and <laughs> have it be done right. by Netflix or Amazon prime, or, you know, so exactly. Yeah. Any of those top streaming services. Now, independent right. films are yeah. interesting too, because I, I, I want to say, and I've watched a couple of them. Um, 
sometimes they're better than the uh, big screen films. I yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I just watched a few movies. I you know I've been trying to catch up. You know it's the end of the year, so all these movies yeah. are coming out, and I have to tell you the the ones that I'm watching like. Netflix original, Hulu yeah. originals, Amazon originals are so much better than the right. ones that are coming out mainstream. And, yeah. you know, I you know, story, I, I, you if know, anybody that knows me knows that I watch every movie that's yes. in <laughs> awards season. And, you know, I, I just watched three movies over the last couple of days yeah. that are like, I know they're going to like card counter and um, oh yeah, yeah. I want to see that. The, yeah. the last duel and something else. And I, yeah. okay. They're good. I'll tell you the movie that blew me away was something about the dog with Cumber oh, Cumberback. My mom was just talking oh, the about power, it. power of the dog, the right? power yeah. of the dog. Yeah. Oh my God. And that yeah. was a Netflix uh, movie right. and so good. Like I thought, okay, that's, this that's movie might true. actually take a lot of awards. It's so yeah. good. And my, we they ripped me that. off. I did something called <laughs> the power of the tarantula. Yeah. <laughs> those freaking people took my idea and ran with that son of a bitch. Oh man, anyway. you have a better title too. Better yeah, title. right. Yeah, exactly. We, we can back you up with that. We had a very large spider in our house being out in the desert. And oh. I mean, it wasn't when you said the desert. What are you talking about? The so, desert? I mean, we're, like out, we're out in Joshua Tree. Oh, Joshua. Like Tree. Okay. Valley, Joshua Tree. I, I wanted to say something really quick because while you guys were throwing up those, well, I couldn't get a word in edgewise because Roger wanted to say he's seen two independent films now. So. <laughs> that was like really big news that he's watched two. He said, I've seen a couple now. I'm like, all right. Oh, well, see, I never, I never was into independent films. So. I just <laughs> you guys. Don't blame your- Roger. You're tired because you've been you- drinking whiskey at a Christmas party all day. <laughs> Come on, whiskey. get to it. It better be Angel's Envy. I love some some shrooms, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what's going I on. You're kidding. very quiet. I'm just another dimension. Yeah, <laughs> well, hey, don't laugh, man, because the construction workers are laughing because my snail didn't have a driver's license. All right? <laughs> there you kidding. go. Anyway, so, um, but one of the things that was really cool is while you guys were putting those stills up, what really like popped out to me was the lighting and the emotion and just even the stills. So I was looking at like the very first one, man, it was just kind of like dark and, you know, just had like some of those sepia tones and stuff, man. It was really cool. Yeah. You know, I really, uh, I was like looking at the characters, obviously I was looking at the guitars, but that ambience, man, and that background really like took me, man. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And the same with the other ones. I mean, they're really great. You know, so I can only imagine, you know, what the film's going to project. If you get that kind of vibe out of a still, man, it's like, Pretty yeah. powerful. Well, and, I can uh, say we're happy to have like awesome collaborators and creatives on on the team. Um, the the cinematographer is a friend of mine from film school, and he's been I, I think we've been out of film school for like five years now, and he's been shooting everything from documentaries to music videos to commercials. And I mean, he's top notch for as young as he is. He's top notch. He's actually unbelievable. I, mean, yeah, I don't think there's a single tell. person that's met him that hasn't been like. Well, but I will say, John, yeah. you, uh, John is also like a director that has a vision for lighting and he knows the camera well. Some directors don't, like they just do the actors, right? They work mm-hmm. differently. But John and Andy Franzak is our DP's name. Just had, they've just like very, very well communicative and, um, <laughs> and, and just like problem solvers. Like I was saying, like you have to like doing the work. Andy, for as much as was put on his plate, he was like, okay here's how we'll solve this here's how we'll solve this 
I will say he gave us the hottest park cam lights on those live performance days. I felt like I was Toasty. in the sun. But other than that, I have no complaints about Andy. Darren, you look like you play live music. Have you ever had experiences with those those park hands? They're just so toasty. They are so hot. Um, no, not necessarily. Um, I'm not, like just right in my studio. Whose dog is that? Is that mine or yours? Or I hear a dog barking. Uh, not my dog. It's your dog, no. I think. I think my wife came home. No, it's my <laughs> it's my background. I'm going to mute for a second. Okay. This damn dog. No, no, no you're cool. Barking. You're cool. Okay? It doesn't bother me. I just wanted to yes. make sure. It doesn't bother me. I just hey, wanted to make sure. Shut up, <laughs> Everybody's trying to get all you. Everybody's trying to get all Italian. Hey, That's what are you do doing? Hey, 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 back to the head. Back to hey. the head. Hey. Oh, we got a move to make. Hey, forget about it. You're barking too much. Yeah, but. Anyway, but, um, but yeah. You heard it got louder. Hey. We got louder, and then the dog got drowned out by Kinda us. But up. you know what? The other thing, though, that I wanted to say that was really cool is like with Driggsy's part, you know, it's like, you're right. It, it's funny what every little piece just has something really incredible to add to something, whether it's little. I mean, because I'm a music guy. And, um, you know, I mean, if you listen to any of the classic songs, now I write, you know, incredible songs. <laughs> but what I was going to say, what I was going to say is that we um, make incredible music. I know you do. Man. And I run incredible shows. That's what I do. Right. Incredible. And she takes off her clothes. It rhymes. You see that? So anyway. Yeah, but, that's got us all beat for sure. Her she does incredible body. shows. She takes off her clothes. We're all good. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. Here we go. Woo. Wow, watch Boogie out, nights. degenerates. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is that, um, you know, like you take an old classic song like American Band. Oh, yeah, look at she's like trying to upstage me here. Don't make me, <laughs> don't make me start doing this stuff. And you got my farmer's tan. Look, it looks like I got like some weird farmer's All right, hang on, guys. Here we go. Oh, we don't want to see your near nipple hey. rings anyway. Oh, so are you sure? Jack's yeah. The, the little Jack's weird banana weird. rings that you have in there. No, <laughs> we don't want to see those. Shaped like you guys bananas in there. It's like, what is that? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So what I was going to tell you is that, yeah, all those, I can't even be serious at this point. All those little nuances. <laughs> Take a great song like American Band. We've all heard American Band, right? Mm-hmm. You listen to the intro of it, man. It starts off, and next yeah. thing you know, it hits that 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 instrumental with that that cowbell, da, and the cowbells, da, da, and you know immediately. And by the way, the guy hasn't even opened his mouth up yet to deliver a note, and he's going to damn well knock your socks off. But immediately, right. there's all these little components. Even yeah. that cowbell, and you're going, okay, man, this is getting you going. Movies are the same way, man. You got like all these elements, music yeah. the same way. And a lot of it's just fly by the seat of your pants too. You know, you got a plan, you got right. an idea, but you get inspired on the spot immediately by little things. And I don't yeah. know in filmmaking, because I don't do filmmaking, but I know in music, man, I mean, you can go as far left as you want and you're not relying on a lot of other people. So I'd imagine with yeah. you, you have to reel it in a little bit, but, but I, I see the similarities and I think it's really incredible. It's art, right. You know, right. It's all art. Yeah. What's I mean, that, these what's are just that different quote meanings. that everything, all art reflects music. Whatever. Yeah. It's like you the quote is like all art tends toward music. Yeah. You know, if there's a musicality to film, there might be even a musicality to a great painting, right. The way your eye moves in a certain rhythm. And I, I think I love your point about that. And I think that's what attracts me to like character driven stories because there is so much complexity and so much 
layering you could do with like all different types of characters. You know, you've got the pop star, you've got the pop star's mom who mm-hmm. the pop star, you know, has a certain relationship to. And then you've got yeah. her character who kind of comes out of left field, but they, the pop star and her character develop a, you know, a rapport with each other that you would never think, you know, these two characters would ever, ever get along. And I, I think for me, like those are the types of films that excite me that I've watched in, in my history. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think I, the first film I saw that I was like, wow, I think yeah. I want to be a filmmaker was um, Martin Scorsese's film, The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio. And it was, oh, yeah, I think like yeah. the first like adult film I saw, I was like 10 years old, mm-hmm. but DiCaprio's performance and, you know, the, the old style, of the 1940s, it was a biopic on Howard Hughes and, you know, some of the flying sequences and how Scorsese even mm. cut it in a way to convey Howard Hughes's OCD syndrome that he had. Mm-hmm. So the editing was like very quick and precise. And, and it, you felt like you were in DiCaprio's mind, Howard, Howard Hughes's mind and the music. And, and so to your point, Darren, it's like the layering of all of those elements, whether it's mm-hmm. cinematography, music, editing, performance, lighting, everything comes together. And I mean, that's what excites me about, you know, the, the scripts I, I take on, I hope I take on a challenge with every project and, mm-hmm. and yeah. challenge well, myself to, to do I'm that. now going to age myself. I am because I'm going to tell you the film <laughs> that made me want to act because I was so impressed by Tim Hutton's performance. And by the way, this movie won the Academy Award and it was Robert Redford's first directing movie. Can anybody name it? It wasn't All the President's Been, was it? Nope. Robert Redford directed and Tim Hutton was the youngest male to this day to ever win an Academy Award for his performance. I got it. Okay. Mr. Darren, what Lim- is it? Mr. Limpet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody knows. And no, here's the thing. No. Here's the thing that's interesting about this movie is that nobody remembers it. And it won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Robert Redford directed it. And Timothy Hutton's it? performance you called You got Ordinary us on the edge of our seat. What is it? Ordinary, Ordinary People. People. That's right. I've heard of that one. It's on my list. Yeah, I got to watch it. It is you have to watch it. some of the best acting screenplay cinematography it's so simple yeah. and i'll tell you who else is really good in it is judd hirsch mm. and oh. it is yeah. literally in my top three best movies of all time wow because the screenplay is going to knock you off your it's it's outdated I, i'll tell you i think i saw it in 19 i think, I think it came out in 1980 yeah, that was a long, 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 time ago. long, long. As <laughs> yeah. Frankie would say, it was a long, long. I was 14 years old. I was in eighth grade when I saw this movie, and I remember thinking the effect that it had on me, the power of cinematography, and the power yeah. of 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 writing and script and right. all the words. Like I, I couldn't believe people were saying this dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that movie made me want to want to get into the entertainment world for sure. So I totally get it. It's like there's always that one that one great film. And it's funny because my kids today, they go, what are you talking about? This is like the worst movie. And I go, yeah, but if you think about me as a 14, if you think about me as a 14 year old, this movie at that time was so brilliant. Mary Tyler Moore 
plays the mother. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, Donald Sutherland. But Timothy Hutton won the Academy Award for this movie. And again, it won Best Picture. But, you know, those are the kind of movies like if you really if you really go back in history and you really look at certain movies that, like you said, because I remember the aviator and, you know, just I know exactly what you're saying and how it was filmed made you feel like you were kind of going on Leonardo's journey. Yeah. Howard Howard Hughes's journey through that movie. Right, right. And I, I think too, and this is a huge, I, I think a huge debate right now about, you know, will films stay in the movie theater? I think there's something special about that experience of consciously like making the intention to leave your home, get in your car, go sit in a dark room with, you know, 40, 50 other people mm-hmm. and just be a literally a captive audience to what is on the screen, right? You can't, check your phone. You can't, you know, go get a snack. You can't have drama with people in your household, yeah. right? Like whatever wow. distracts us from binge watching TV nowadays, there's, there's All something about, yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. Like you just said Sarah, we this isn't therapy here. We yeah. Your family and you just said my entire yeah. day. Well, I will tell you that is probably going to stay the case, but not in Los Angeles mm. because, because, they're not allowing it unless you have uh, a vaccination card. So people are burned out on that. So in Los Angeles, unfortunately, so many theaters have closed and you've got a few that are, that are staying, but I mean, you go to buy a ticket. It's like, you got to have a vaccination card and you got to, and it's, and that's why I live in Boise because I don't have to deal with all that. Exactly. Why we moved to Joshua tree. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's really sad too, because especially like, Hello, it's it's Los Angeles, it's Hollywood, it's where films, you know, have their heartbeat. Uh, and and more spread out, but. I have to tell you, you know, I'm I'm on a lot of different casting uh, websites, and you know, my agent, and it's gotten to the point now where I don't know that I'm going to work. I, I may have to move to Atlanta or or Tennessee because Nashville. I can't I can't work in L.A. Yeah, you cannot work on a set in L.A. unless you're vaccinated. <laughs> And you know what? Uh, these other places too. I mean, just from a production standpoint, have really great tax incentives. Like even mm-hmm. Buffalo, like where they're really yeah. promoting. They want creatives to come there. They're opening. They their do, doors, you know. Mm-hmm. So and they yeah. and and all. Uh, there are a lot of states right now that are going. Hey, come here. We're, we want to be the new Hollywood. So Hollywood yeah. may be like, you know, nobody does films in Hollywood and maybe movie companies are going to be moving to a different state. I mean, listen, I, listen to me. Listen to me. All right. Listen, okay. to, you, Darren. listen to me. <laughs> and honestly, because I was in the entertainment business, not just music, but I was a hairdresser and makeup artist for many years in the early MTV video days and films and movies of the week. Movies of the weeks. Yeah, the weeks. But anyway, so, um, but I did notice it, you know, years later. I mean, this is nothing new, man. People have been running out of Hollywood for the last 30 years. They started in Austin filming there in different places because this is, and now this has just tipped it over the edge. People have been, yeah. they've been, they've been looking, shooting locations in all kinds of states for at least the last 20 years. And mm-hmm. I might be exaggerating right. by saying 30, but certainly the last 20. So yeah. the whole COVID thing might have just kind of been like a tipping point, but this has been going on for a while. People have been looking at budgets and taxes and, you know, Hollywood, sadly, it's not what it was when we grew up there, Deb. There was big right. industry. Our families were in the entertainment business. Everybody's parents were involved in something. Yeah. 
everybody's ideas of, you know, openness was completely different than it is now. And so it's like, you know, it's just crazy, man. It's just, it's almost unrecognizable and it's sad because yeah. it's a city I grew up in and I loved and yeah. I mean, I don't hate it, you know, and I, I love going, I'd love to go back there, but you know, but yeah, you're right. So there's a lot of, you know, where I live in, in I'm just South of Nashville. I'm in okay. Williamson County yeah. way. I'm like South of Nashville and I am in the fifth wealthiest County in the United States where I live. Wow. And it's not be- yeah, I'm not joking. It's, it's called Williamson County. It's not because I live here. I thought it was at first. I was trying to. <laughs> I moved here and really created something. But no, Nissan moved out here in the '90s, late '90s. They moved their headquarters here. They've made these. And by the way, we don't have any state income tax out here. People go, "Well, you pay 9.7." It's like it's a lot easier to get that 9.7 out of every sale, and it's over with. And right. guess what? There's right. all this surplus of money, and we have what's called the Tennessee Promise out here, which gives you free college. Imagine we're there. We need free college. Well, we have it, people. It's got to have a surplus of tax dollars. It works that way. My daughter's actually excited about that idea because you know we're talking about moving the summer to uh, Nashville, maybe sooner. You don't know, but yeah, that's one thing is is that I told her my two first two years of college are free. She's like, let's go. Right, and it, and it and it yeah. is, man. You know, Columbia State right here. I mean, you know, it's beautiful. So, you know, it's beautiful. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I spent three weeks last October looking at property. I looked in Brentwood. I looked in Franklin. I looked in Leapers Fork. I fell in love. And I have several friends from LA that have moved because they just can't. One, they have guns. Mm -hmm. And two, they don't want to get vaccinated. And three, they don't want to be dealing with. LA mandates. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. you know, I, yeah, I, I think definitely... it's going to separate, you know, the, whatever's going to happen with the mandates. And I don't want to get too political, but it's just, it, it separates across personalities, you know, and, yep. you know, people who want more freedoms and are willing to take their risk with the, the disease, the, the pandemic, and those that want to stay in, in a place like LA and, and live with that, you know, and that's, I think people should make their own decisions. And that's a choice too. And, so you're right, man. It's like, hey, yeah. I know people that are, <laughs> Totally content with all that out there. Right, right. But But I I think, too, to your point, that film, and I think like film and creativity, there needs to be a certain amount of freedom that comes with it in terms of how it's done. And and also, um, you know, the risk, too. You know, artists artists are risk takers. They have to be Mm -hmm. to make anything good and anything that is, uh, you know, I guess fulfilling. Ultimately, there's a certain meaning that comes with taking the risk. Right. And I think that. You know, we're always going to seek that. So, yeah, that that gave us the confidence to move out of L.A. to come to Joshua Tree and take this time to, you know, after the film shoot to kind of like debrief and reassess. And, you know, we'll go anywhere to make movies, you know. Well, that's what's kind of exciting, too. It's like you go to a less populated place, but you actually end up interacting with more people because you find the people with similar interests mm-hmm. and you find your community. And first of all, I just like being able to drive and go park in a parking lot and walk into a store. Like I did not realize how much I missed that from like back East having yeah. space. And and when you're trying to film in LA, which was exciting, and I'm oh, glad we did yeah. our first film there, but yeah. it'll be nice to have some space. Like if, if our next few scripts, and I know some of them are elsewhere um, <laughs> back East and things, it'll be nice to go back there and have a different mm-hmm. setting and have just a different 
feel overall and, and maybe people will be a little bit more more helpful, you know, because yeah. and, your, be and, your first, and, and your first permit's going to be a thousand instead of 50,000. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, but that's the difference is like people in Buffalo are so <laughs> excited. Like they closed down an entire town and like rebuilt it for um, a quiet place too. They shot it. It's so strange. I, I grew up driving over these bridges to get to Grand Island, which is the small town right outside of Buffalo where I'm from. And in a quiet place too, you see them like, yeah, they're, they're attacking those bridges. And that's exactly where I lived like my entire life. That's incredible. So, but they're excited about it there. So they'll be, Oh, come, we'll make it work. Right. Yeah, we'll yeah. make it work. And so that's just kind of nice. Point. Instead of red tape, red tape, red tape. Yeah. You guys are small. It's fish almost like in LA, like there is all this bureaucracy and red tape and like, we're still working with SAG to get a security mm-hmm. deposit back like months <laughs> after the shoot. And, and you almost feel like people, they do their job description and then any inch past that, they're like, no, they, they, they push you away versus, you know, these small towns, like, you know, places in New Mexico, I think Albuquerque has a huge tax credit in New Orleans, Chicago, and Buffalo, like she mentioned, Buffalo itself has built sound stages. And I, I think what if you shoot in a sound stage in Western New York, you can get up to 50% of your production budget back. Oh, really? So you're, so you're saving yes. money. You're saving oh, cool. a massive amount of yeah, money. There's so many great. I know Atlanta has its incentives, yeah. New Orleans, Tennessee. <clears throat> yep. So, okay. So Giovanna, what's yes. next for you? I mean, is, is this film like the first, is this your first big film or? Yeah, this what? is my first feature. So we've only, we've done two shorts and we've done some live, you know, we've done theater. So we've done stage performances um, as well, but this is my first feature. Um, I am, or I wrote a TV pilot, a comedy. And so I'm debating whether I want to shoot that myself or do the whole shop it around and see if a production company wants to partner. Cause TV is a little different, you know, you need an ongoing kind of yeah. machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also co-writing a feature film script with a friend of mine. So doing that. And yeah. then, and then John has, John just can't stop writing. So knowing ideas, you can see in his face, knowing ideas, right? Yeah, 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 I can see. Like it. a little yeah, wheelhouse no, up there with ideas is going oh, and going ask, and going. Ask yeah. his family. Apparently, she, she I can see him. They're all in here asking, ask him this, tell him that. He's the funniest <laughs> so guy. He's great. We see it, man. We see your offspring in there. I want to say one thing really quick, really quick before we move on. Yeah, LA is going to rebuild itself. It's going to get there again. It's just got to go through the craziest crap, but it's one of the greatest cities. It has been, it is, and I yeah. don't foresee that place. Just got to get rid of the governor. Stick- well, well, I mean, did I say that? Possibly, but I'm just saying one way or another. Possibly, yeah. but I'm just saying one way or another because I love LA. I love LA, but you there know, we go. um. Music man. That was my bad attempt at Randy. Newman. I don't He's love kind of LA weirder. anymore. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying like I'm out of here. that I loved it. It was a great place and it'll be lovable again, man. You know, it's LA. Yeah. It's got to figure out how to adjust itself. It'll, it can't be this way forever. That's my fairy tale mind thinking. We got, you know? we need the magic back is what it'll, yeah. it'll happen. It just, LA is just not going to just fall off the face of the earth. It just can't. No. It's Ollie weird. Come on. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I have faith that eventually, <laughs> Somewhere, um, that's for you, Deb. But anyway, so um, <laughs> someday, 
<laughs> Someday, man, it's going to just rise back up. It'll happen, man, because yeah. things are going to happen. It's Hollywood, man. There's too much magic that goes on there, and it's just an awkward yeah. time right now. I predict so that. I predict it. And in you the meantime, it here on yes. this day. I said it right yes. here, Deborah. Yeah, but I'm just but telling you, you can tell your I, husband I said that too. <laughs> <laughs> now and you're going to make a YouTube video predicting it. I met, it. I met Mitch's mother. Views. I met there his mother go. at Michael Ruth's salon. That's, That's right. Oh my God. That's my claim oh. to fame with the gymnast people. You know, they're like, hey, let me get the rings. You should see me doing the rings, man, at my side. It's great. I really don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. We are well, having. might not. But what are they calling a crash and bang? I mean, what is going on in this city? <laughs> it's all it good. Is I'm so, just saying, somewhere along the line, it might be ten years, twenty years. It's but yeah, ten years at least. We've got. There's so much rebuilding. I don't have I mean, ten this, more years to waste. When you when you have people <laughs> robbing Beverly Hills, oh, we gosh. have we have yeah. problems. Yeah, we have crazy. we have serious problems. This used to be the best police force. In California, it was right here yeah. in Beverly Hills, and they don't even want to show up. That's because wow. I paid my tax dollars, and I pay for you. You just know that. <laughs> oh, I pay for me. Trust me. I pay for you. Wouldn't you love to just go, well, why don't you try these beautiful shiny handcuffs on that you paid for? I want you to try these on because <laughs> you paid for these. And then you can try that really nice Crown Victoria, beautiful new car that you helped pay for. And yeah. then we're going to take Crown you to this backseat. beautiful, gorgeous mm -hmm. building. Downtown, so crazy, and you help pay for that too. So you're going to get a triple whammy today. <laughs> We're going to give you the carte blanche for everything you've paid for. You sure. know what, though? I hope I hope you're right because everything does have its cycle, right? Like that it is will. just life. You bounce up. I, I hope you're right. I but love LA not, more than I hate it. Believe me, it's if not, let's read. But I'm here. Right. But I'm here for a reason in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know Nashville. It I'm could be I'm the here. next Hollywood. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. John Giovanna, thank you very much uh, for taking the time and joining us. Um, Neon Bleed so coming out 2022? 20, either end of 2022 or beginning of 2023. Yeah. And when you and when you do your red carpet, let yes. me know. Oh, I, I'm coming there. out. Well, that's what I was going to mention, Roger. We'll, we'll have that sooner than later. It'll probably be like February, um, March at the latest in, in 2022. Okay. So before we do our festival circuit, uh, okay. We'll have yeah, like a, a friends and family premiere and perfect. Go all out. That's when yeah. you can ask Dylan about the real Vegas story. There you go. Uh, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's it. An, oh, that's Dylan! Pulling out that Scarface thing just as a joke, but there's something real behind it. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, it's real. Oh, absolutely. So I, I told oh, Bailey, I said, John and Giovanna are going to be on the show. Where can I watch it? Facebook. I don't have Facebook. Twitter. I don't have Twitter. I said, Me? Bailey. You know, I don't know what to tell you. You gotta have, you know, she just doesn't have she you doesn't have Italian a, all of a sudden. Then I sent her the guys. link. Then I sent her the link. She goes, I don't have Google Chrome. Do you need Google Chrome to, to do Wait, this? She's more off the grid than any of us. I mean, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I don't know. how Drixie started talking either. more Italian there. See how she started talking more yeah, Italian at the end? It's yeah. contagious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming through the airwaves here. Yeah, I told my daughter, you know, hey, forget about hey. it. <laughs> Who knew? Throw in two tree well, yeah. I don't know someone with What's better. Yes, oh. I don't know someone with better taste in Italian wines, though, than, than Miss Driggsy. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pino, Pino Grigio, so, baby. Pino Grigio, right here. A Pino <laughs> Grigio fan. And All right, friends and family, I will be there. 
Yes. Yes, please. And thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, for having thank us. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you, John. So much. Nice to meet you all. Thank you Thank you guys. Care. We'll talk to y'all soon. Can't wait okay. to see your stuff. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Oh, how great were they, man? So great, you guys. Road trip again. Oh Here yeah, we go. Incredible. Oh my yep. gosh. Incredible. I got They're Nashville in, in January. I'm going to have to go back to LA in February or March for this red carpet event. Um, what? Well, so I'm much going on. Yes. Well, Such a tough job being what we do, you know? Well, next Sunday, we have a very special guest. We have a soap star, soap hunk, hmm. one of the best looking men on soap operas ever. And uh, you do not want to miss. Darren. You do not want to miss next week's show. I'm not even going to tell you. You have to. Oh, wait John O'Hurley's coming back. No. <laughs> I love John. No, we have a we have a big soap star coming on. Ooh. Oh wow! It's kind of bold, isn't it? Oh, kind of bold. <laughs> kind of wow. beautiful. Kind of, kind of bold and the beautiful. Ron Moss is coming back. No, well, we oh. want him to come back. Ron yeah, was see, great. He's having Ron fun great? in Italy right now, so oh, he is. I don't blame him. If I could be in Italy right now, I'd be in Italy right now. And you know, Ron and Ron, <laughs> I love him, man. He's got such the right demeanor for Italy too. He kind of sits there sucking on those lozenges, just like, yeah, I'm going to Italy, and well, we're gonna have so cool. Uh, yeah, he's like, wife, he's like, he's the shit, wife, man. Well, and his wife's amazing. Yeah. Devin DeVasquez. And we'll have to bring so, her on yeah. the show sometime here. Absolutely. Soon. Of course. Absolutely. I want to say something though. I, you know, we're going to get our audience back because apparently they're in the next few weeks, they're going to be wrapping up Yellowstone, which is our competition right now, because I've been binging on that and I'm caught up and I'm addicted to it. So on Sunday, where nights, do you I... watch Yellowstone? I haven't started that one. Okay. So you got to watch seasons one through three on Peacock. And then on Peacock. On, on Peacock. And then season four is now uh, streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, or you could just order, you know, but yeah, it's free episodes. If you if you subscribe five bucks a month for Peacock, you can watch seasons one through three. It's addicting. Um, well, let's get some of those actors on our show. Oh, I've already tried to reach out. The show's too powerful right now. They're not responding to me yet. They're too busy up in Montana. Yeah, so. yeah. Wait till no, it gets our canceled. show's too powerful. Hey, Drigsy, let me see your fingernails. Do they match your shirt? What's that? Go- oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, I see something. They there. do match my shirt. Yeah. They do. It's kind of a midnight blue color. Mm, I see that. Yeah, that works. In the like background, it. that looked it, gothic. I thought, man, is she going goth? She went I, uh, right. <laughs> I just need some black lipstick. And yeah, I'd love there to we see go. That. That's goth. right, Don Swartz. Yeah, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are actually going to be doing the spinoff of Yellowstone. It's called 1883. It goes back to its pre-Yellowstone, um, where the where the Dutton family started. Where like you know the original Dutton family before the gen- the first generation of Duttons. So um, yeah, yeah, Gene, uh, call Kevin Costner. I'm going to call him right now. Actually, um, hang on one second. I just wanted to um, just. School you on one thing. You kind yes. of got to make the T a little more silent. Cosner. You know, it's, there's a T in there, but it's like, if you're going to say the name, it's like Kevin Cosner. You know, it's almost like you have to like not un- pronounce and enunciate that T. Yeah. Just, just so you know. I mean, what is okay. Going on in this city? It's almost like you have to like not un- 
announcement. Drake G, you going What's back? What's going on in this city? Somebody, I, I hit the wrong button and I'm listening to our show on Facebook. I'm watching Roger the Wild Child. That's trippy right there. I know. Isn't that weird? Anyway, you can say Kevin Costner if you want. Kevin Costner. Yeah. Hey, Kevin Kev, Co- it's Roger. Hey, Kev, it's Roger. Hey, Kev, what's up, buddy? You want to come on the show? Awesome. That's it. Kevin, That's all it takes. Kev Costner. Kind of appreciate that tea. Costner. Cost nerd. Don't <laughs> <laughs> it, Kevin Costner. No, but Yellowstone, great, great series. If you guys haven't watched it, trust me, it's worth catching up to season four. Just go ahead and start binging on it. I, I start binging on it after Thanksgiving. I was addicted to it. Everything Not your family friendly show. I will say that. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? It's for mature audiences only. Well, that's immature? Not good. I like yes. the ones for immature audiences. Well, it's not one of those shows that you can sit down with the kids and watch it. I would definitely not. So, is it like Trailer Park Boys or something? No, it's just really, um, it's really more. It's more of a mature um, show, and so there's uh, like sexual kind of activities. And yeah, whatnot. pretty much. Yep, and yeah, so the language, sexual intercourse, violence, and stuff like that. But you know what? It's it's oh, violence and well, sex. It's well written. Um, it's a great story. Um, just it's just it's just amazing, and you guys have to watch it. If you guys are violence and it sex, yet, wow! Who, who are the thing. three main stars? I know Kevin. Who are the other two stars? Kevin Costner, on uh, uh, Cole. Uh, yeah, Cole, we know Cole. Cole. Everybody, Cole Haas, or what, what? Hang on a second, Cole Hosner. <laughs> <laughs> now. Yellowstone Kass. I'm going to get, I, I want to start pronouncing Look the right Don names Don Schwartz here. is saying Kasner instead of, yeah, Kasner is all Midwest. Kevin Kasner. <laughs> okay. Oh, Kevin. Okay. That sounded oh, too nice Kevin and gritty. Kasner. He has had quite the career. Kasner. Kelly Riley is, plays Beth Dutton. Um, she's from the UK, but she's, um, she's amazing. Um, Let's see here. Who plays the maid? The maid. Okay, so know. Wes Bentley, Kelly Riley, Luke Grimes, Cole Hauser. Um, he Look plays Rip. Eyes, huh? So, well, I'm going to have Popeye to take looking. a. I'll watch season one and report back. No, seriously, no. You're going to watch season one and be like, okay, I'm on season two now, Roger. Roger, reading that stuff of that one aisle. <sighs> I know. All right, guys. I will see you next uh, week. Have a great yes. Show. Uh, whoa, olives. Whoa, Popeye. I know. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta love my vision, right? Whoa, olives. <laughs> bye, bye. I got. I got to go. It's the night we before have. my birthday. Woohoo! Happy birthday, Drigzy. All right, she's twenty-one again. <laughs> I got the moves. <laughs> you do I have can- the moves. I've got the moves, and I know how to clap now. Woohoo! Is that one or Giovanna and Alina? Thank you for joining us. Also, John Capone, Frankie McDonald, Frankie, with the weather as always for Deborah Driggs, Driggsy, and the D, the big D. Driggsy, don't say that. 
And the people spying on me in the bathroom call me Big D. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I'm Roger the Wild Child. We'll see you next Sunday. <laughs> Bye. Roger the Wild Child Show.